0: Hi, I'm Wyatt and I'm Grace and you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up guys, welcome to another episode of the Vodice Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I am super excited to be back in action with you. We took a week off, we had our Vodice live event. It's our annual event for members only. We had a couple hundred people coming in um, out of our membership group to meet here live in Utah for three days. And we dove in, rolled up our sleeves and talked about all things vacation rentals. And I wanna share some of the things that we talked about and some of the takeaways. We talked a lot about the shifting markets that that are going on right now how to stand out what we're seeing year over year for versus this year versus last year in the vacation rental space we talked a lot about financing we talked all kinds of things but first i want to talk to you a little bit about where the markets are at because depending on what you're reading you're probably reading some bad news in fact i have a uh, um a headline in an article that i saw actually just yesterday here in utah and it was talking about the headline of the article was The real estate bubble is bursting. The sub headline was inventory levels have increased 83 percent and time on the market has more than doubled year over year. So I read that and uh, this is uh, leads into kind of my the point of this is to really dive in and understand what you're reading, because the media would have you believe that things are pretty bad. And when you look around Depending on the market you're in, depending on what you're talking about, sometimes they're uh, they're they're making it sound a little worse than it is. So going back to our headline of the real estate bubble is bursting, inventory levels up 83 percent, and um, time on the market up over or has more than doubled. So I dove into the article, and we saw that inventory levels had in fact gone up 83%. They went from around, I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but they they did go up 83% as far as a year over year of this time last year. And the time on the market, I do remember, went from two and a half days to six days. So the headline was not um, inaccurate, by any stretch, but it was a little misleading. I don't know that I'd call six days on the market um, the bubble bursting. Now, are we going to see a shift in the market? Are we seeing a a shift in the market? Absolutely. Interest rates are going crazy. They're going up like crazy. Inflation is going like crazy. We're seeing um, inflation across the board, and that affects a lot of things, including the real estate market. However, we are still seeing a very a very significant gap between supply and demand. And we're going to talk. I've actually got uh, an expert coming on, um, a, an economist that really understands these markets. And we're going to dive into it with him. And we're going to look at the good, the bad and the ugly and what we should expect, because I do think we see a big shift coming. But my point of bringing that headline and article up is pay attention to what and why. Who, Whoever is telling you um, certain things. Why do they want you to think that things are worse than they are? Um, because we we seem to see that in mainstream media across the board. And why are they doing that? And ask yourself the question. And how does it affect you? One of the things that I can tell you is, anytime you talk to major investors, major institutions, um, you know the the mainstream, they want the the bad news. One sells. And so they make more money with bad news. Two, with big investors, you've always heard like big investors, one of the common sayings is don't ever waste a good recession, right? They, um, not that uh, anybody likes to see a recession, but they know that they make a lot more money during a recession. They make a lot more money during a downturn. Now, what is a recession? And and how does does a recession mean things are falling off the cliff? Absolutely not. Recession's are uh, a, a, a decrease in GDP over two consecutive quarters. And so when we've had these crazy runs and these crazy upswings that we've seen, a market correction is not a bad thing. And we see that uh, across the board. And but however, what they want you to believe, and when I say they. I am 100 percent referring to the big mainstream media, the big institutions, because if they get everybody running scared, if they get everybody retreating and pulling back and not moving forward, there's more. They know that there's more opportunity for them out there to take advantage of the deals that are out there. And there's limited number of deals, always is limited number of deals. And so if you look at articles and you are a little bit nervous about what's going on out there, ask yourself why and maybe you have good reason to be nervous maybe this recession or maybe some of these slowdowns is going to affect you and if it is what are you doing to prepare yourself what are you doing to start to Lay the groundwork, lay the foundation to help your, protect yourself if you're going into winter, right? Um, Tony Robbins and a lot of guys, they talk about seasons and we talk, you know, we've been in a summer season. We're starting to go into fall. If we're going to winter, what are you doing during the summer? And what are you doing during the fall to prepare yourself for the winter? So ask yourself, one, the first question is, how is this going to affect me? And... Is it going to affect me? And if I am set up to ski and snowboard during the winter time, or am I going to be freezing cold and starving during the winter time? Now that has to do with what are you doing today? Because I promise you the right move is not to sit around and do nothing. And so take some action one way or the other, depending on where what, what position you're in. Now, a lot of us are in a position to take advantage of some of the things that are going on out there. And if you are in a position to take advantage of some of the shifting markets and you understand what the opportunities look like, I 100% agree that we should never waste a good recession. We should never waste these shifting and changing markets because there are absolute opportunities during these times. Most people will retract. Most people will hold back. You're gonna see a little bit more inventory on the market. You're going to see some more opportunities. You're going to see where we're looking at supply and demand. Supply and demand is, is still really skewed where we have a lot more demand than we have supply in most markets across the country. And so don't get, don't get uh, buy into the, the headline that the bubble is bursting and inventory levels are up almost double and and time on the market is more than doubled. Look into what we actually had, you guys. I mean, the, these markets across the country have been white hot. Do we really think that we're going to sustain that level of growth, that level of appreciation, the time on the market being days and hours in some cases? No. And if you thought that and you thought that that was what normal was, then shame on you because that's not normal. That's not a normal market. We're not even close to a normal market yet when it comes to supply and demand, when it comes to day, average days on the market this is healthy for the market to calm down a little bit it's actually healthy when they're raising these interest rates to calm down the market a little bit now that doesn't mean that all of us didn't enjoy two and three percent interest rates and we didn't enjoy you know double digit appreciation every year that was awesome but that's not sustainable long term and so understand the game you're getting into understand the market you're getting into and don't all of a sudden start operating out of fear because when you operate out of fear you don't you 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 make bad decisions you don't understand you know you're you're retracting you're not looking for opportunities you're not looking for growth you're saying okay well, I'm so scared and I'm running scared and I'm making decisions scared that's never a great position to be in so what i want to talk to you about is i want to share some of the things that we think are going to set you up for success, whether you're getting into the game and you're buying a short-term rental. But many of you own short-term rentals that listen to this. And I want to help you figure out how to succeed. A lot of people started to see, and I've talked about it in a couple other podcasts, a lot of people started to see this spring that we saw occupancy levels dropping a bit and going coming back, kind of back down to the normal levels. And we started, everybody started panicking, saying, well, what's going on? I'm not getting 80, 90% occupancy. That's like saying what's going on i'm not getting double digit appreciation and the average days on the market is 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 now 3 or 6 days instead of hours right that that shame on you for thinking that because that means you don't understand the market and so yes i am calling all of us out a little bit by saying we enjoyed this wave we were riding we enjoyed this game that that, that this wave that was just going crazy and the wave starting to go back a little bit but when you really pull back the layers or peel back the layers of the onion, you really look at what's going on, we still have really healthy markets. We still have some crazy opportunities out there. And so now you're listening to this, maybe I'm preaching to the choir, but because there's a lot of people that are going to be telling you how bad things are, including the media, because they want you to believe that they make more money that way. The big investors make more money if you're running scared. Don't run scared. There's Crazy good opportunities right now. We had AirDNA, and they said that the the biggest the biggest sector of growth in the short-term rental market and, and it just keeps increasing in demand is the luxury side. Now, what they were talking about though is luxury doesn't mean these multi-million dollar mansions. What they were doing is they were grading, they were grading the levels in every market, even on budget properties, that the higher and budget properties or the higher-priced budget properties, they were judging it based on price, that that sector of the market was growing faster than any other sector. There are urban markets that are growing really fast right now, which makes sense if you think about it, because the last couple years, their year-over-year growth in urban markets was was significant because they were shut down. Right? During the COVID, everything everything in most of the urban areas, they, they were the they were the tightest lockdowns, the tightest shutdowns, the tightest restrictions. And so it makes sense that those markets are going, um, that are growing pretty good. And we're, it makes sense that we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown in kind of some of those, the, the mountain remote getaways, um, some of those destinations. And we're seeing a bit of a slowdown as far as what they're showing demand wise, because those areas were typically open. And when everything shut down, everybody flocked there. So you don't when you look at some of these reports you have to read into them a little bit and realize that the demand is still really high in the you know the mountain remote um urban or the uh, uh, rural destinations and and even though it's slowing down a little bit it's still really high and then in the the urban destinations we're seeing a spike in demand because now they're opened up now an interesting thing is that we're seeing right now in real time is gas prices are going through the roof. And we're seeing a lot of uh, airline travel start to really get really expensive. And there's a lot of flights that are getting canceled and delayed. And so there's a limited number of flights, really expensive to fly. So even though travel opened up, this spring we saw when travel opened up, a lot of our drive to destinations started to see a slowdown in occupancy and and because people could start flying places and people could go, you know, a lot of other places were open up. Now we're starting to see though, even though things are opened up, we're starting to see the cost to get on airlines and the cost to travel via airline is going up significantly. So I would anticipate that we're going to start to see another spike in these drive-to destinations for a different reason than we saw during the COVID spike. But I actually think you're going to see a spike in these, in these markets again. So how do you stand out in these markets? One thing that we've all been able to do is we've been able to be a little bit lazy as far as what we're doing to market and set up our properties. And I wanna share with you what I think is going to be a critical piece of being able to operate at the top of the market, start to capture that luxury side of your market, luxury meaning that the, the top dollar in your whatever type of property and market you have. Capture that top 25th percentile of the market because that gap between the income in the middle of the market and the top of the market is huge. And that's the difference between making money and not making a lot of money, especially with interest rates as high as they are, acquisition prices as high as they are, um, all of those things are going to reduce your monthly passive income if you're not doing some of these other things, and you are operating in a market that you don't understand really well, and how to capture the top end of the market. So there's three things that I want you to focus on. Really, if you own a property, I want you to audit your property in your own mind. This is a conversation between you and you. You don't have to answer it to anybody, but I would suggest that you set your ego aside and actually ask yourself, did I do a good job in each of these three areas? and if you don't own a property and you're in that acquisition phase, you're taking advantage of some of these opportunities. These are some of the things you should be making sure that you're doing as you get your property set up and take it to the market. So we're talking a little bit more on the marketing side. Now, a lot of people know that we are big marketers, right? We we market on our properties with Facebook pay per click, with Google pay per click. We have our own websites. You know, we're, not that our properties aren't on the OTAs, but we don't rely on the OTAs for all of our traffic. But because we have our own proprietary software, we have all these different things that we drive traffic to, a lot of people will call us and say, hey, Sean, can you can we tap into your software system? Can you show us on that marketing, how you do that outside of the OTAs to kind of build your build your own customer base and, and play in your own sandbox? And I'm always happy to share that. But the big mistake is, People are going to the last piece and the last phase in the process. If they don't do these three things that I'm going to share with you right now, first, they're going to struggle. And it really, the fanciest ads, the fanciest marketing platform, the fanciest software system is not going to help you. What I'm going to talk to you about today are is simple and every one of us can do it. Not everyone will. I can tell I, I can tell you that most people actually won't. And, and a lot of people, even in within our group, that have 100% access to this type of training, and, and these three things, we go into great detail, way more than I can go into on a podcast, and exactly how to pull it off. Some people just don't do it because it takes a lot of work. I always tell you guys, the acquisition phase is like running a marathon, right? The, when, by the time you're done, it's like you went, went through a 12-round heavyweight match. You have multiple offers. Even now, you're still, you might not be competing against 30 people. You're competing against five. So you're still competing. The markets are still white hot in most markets. And you get done with the acquisition phase and you just want to take a breather. Well, guess what the setup phase and, and really this is what does 90% of the heavy lifting for you on the marketing side. This setup phase, this is like going through an Ironman. And this is why everybody stops because now they just went, they, they just got out of a marathon. They're ready to just throw their property up on Airbnb or wherever they're going to do it, their management company, how their, maybe their own website, they're going to do their own thing. And they decide, okay, I'm going to take a breather because I'm tired from the acquisition. And the markets the last couple of years have allowed us to do that. And a lot of people have gotten away with it. The markets moving forward, I don't believe you're going to get away with that as much, especially with the rising interest rates and the cost of property still staying at very high levels across the board. You're going to have to operate at different levels if you want to stand out in these crowded markets because everybody has nice properties right now and everybody's playing this game. It feels like right. These markets are saturated, but because you're going from a marathon to an Ironman in this setup phase that I'm going to talk to you about, because I want to I want to tell you it's difficult. It's difficult to do this correctly, but if you do it. the, The top level, it's almost like you're competing with nobody because very, very, very few people in almost any market will go through this process. So one, the first thing you want to do in this setup phase after you buy your property is very much understand what story you're going to tell. And what I mean by that is you have to give your property a soul. Think about uh, by giving your property a personality and a soul and something that that people can relate with and latch on to that is something different than just a nice property, right? Because in any market, you have nice properties. You're going to have properties that are very comparable to what you have and even sometimes better than what you have. But how do you compete with those properties? You learn how to tell a story. And what do I mean? There's lots of different ways to tell a story with a property. It could be it could be the history of something that has to do with your property specifically. Maybe it has some sort of history. Maybe it's the area that has some history. Maybe it's brand new track home in a new area and there's no history and everything seems the same. So now you have to say, okay, what what how am I going to give that property a story? Well, what are the major profit drivers, right? It, it, what are some unique things you could do with those profit drivers? Is the major profit driver the beach? If it's the beach, everybody's telling the beach story, by the way. So you have to be a little more unique than just the beach. So give yourself think, what are some of the proper profit drivers? Well, um, maybe it's maybe it's Disneyland. Maybe it's the, the you know theme parks. Well, that doesn't work because everybody's telling that story as well. So what are some things you can do unique? And uh, a previous podcast, I had a gentleman by the name of David Flanagan come on. And if you have a chance, go listen to that podcast because he does a great job. And we talked for an hour about how to tell a story. But um, he has a property that he has on the beach of uh, in California Beach. It's It's one of the most amazing beaches you've ever seen. crazy sunsets, crazy. I mean, you could sell just just the view from his deck. You would think that's going to sell all day long. And it would. If you saw it, it's stunning. However, all of his neighbors have the exact same view and everybody's selling the same thing. And that's why I say you can't just be the architecture of the house. It can't just be the area that you're located in because everybody in your area is selling that same thing. And the architecture is going to be very similar for most houses. So, David took a very simple, very simple concept and very simple story. And it was a, and it basically revolved around an object or an experience. And he has his, a, um, place on the California coast called the Sky Dance Ranch. And the Sky Dance Ranch, and he took kite flying with his son on the beach in California. And he started to tell that story throughout his property. Now, what you think about is this is a very simple story. And a lot of times the simpler, the better. And what he's done is he's got a beautiful logo of the red kite and he has wine glasses that are that are engraved with the the kite he's got i mean it's a very luxury type of a property it's a multi million dollar property And so he's taken a very simple concept, the Skydance Ranch, and everybody remembers the Red Kite House. And and he's he's used that. And why you want to come up the first stages to develop a story to give your property a soul is because you're going to use that story as kind of your north star, your guiding light throughout the setup phase, throughout setting that property up to deliver this unique experience, which is phase two is setting up your property now and starting to starting to um with with a congruent design theme getting it furnished and making sure that everybody everything is very congruent and it has to be the story has to be congruent throughout but it also gives you some really good design concept ideas when you have a story that you're going to use as your guiding light throughout this and it allows you to develop a unique experience for your guests and so now, instead of just having a model home and having even a, a professional designer come in and giving you a model home, you're going to take the story and you're going to implement that throughout your design, throughout the experience. You can have. We had at our at our live event. We had a, a gentleman, what Mike Whitfield, who was on. Um, actually, I haven't had Mike on our podcast. He's he's in our in our uh, um, member group a lot, but um, Mike is a designer and he understands how to really take and make your property interactive and you can literally have custom artwork of the area and the attractions and it has a little QR code and your guests can scan it. And all of a sudden it takes them, it'll give them a map directions on their phone of exactly where that exact spot was of that photo. And so instead of having all that, all your, you know, your home goods, Photos that everybody has, or you know, your coles photos that everybody has when they when they go furnish their properties. You have all this custom artwork. So now you take your story, you develop a, a congruent design theme, and then you make your property interactive to develop to deliver this unique experience for your guests. And it can be really really fun, especially when you take the story concept through. Your story could revolve around a character. We talked about it our live event. Uh, David gave an example of a of a, a lake in Bear Lake that I that I told, was telling him about, and he said, "Listen, I'm gonna take this Bear Lake, and then there's this Bear Lake monster, and similar to Loch Ness and and Nellie, and and he's like, that's crazy." So he started looking in the history of the Bear Lake monster. He went up to Bear Lake, tons of short-term rentals up there. Nobody's telling that story, and so he's like, "Why wouldn't somebody take that character, and?" and integrate it into their property experience and into that property so that when their guests come now this is a unique experience. That's the Bear Lake Monster House or that's the that's the red kite house. Instead they're seeing all of these different properties on the coast that are beautiful. Now they've got the red kite house because it's different and it stands out and people could relate to stories. It gives the property personality and then you take that throughout where it gives your guests an amazing unique experience. So and that this this podcast could go way too long if I go into too many details on this, but I want to give I want to make sure that one, does your property have a story? Does it have a soul? What is it? You know, what is what is the story you're trying to tell? Two, is it set up with a great design that integrates that story throughout your design and you're delivering a unique experience to your guest that is congruent, the experience is congruent with the story you're trying to tell. And third, how is your how is your listing set up? How is the property set up? It is amazing to me how many people just go hire real estate photographers and they put real estate photos up on their listings. And, you know, the the especially even the OTAs, look what Airbnb has done right now. You have to think about what you have to do in the limited amount of of attention you have. For your guests or your potential guests to see your listing. Now Airbnb shows one photo. It doesn't even show headlines, it doesn't show anything. You see one photo, you've got to have a great hook or magnet photo that draws them in. This that is if you have to think of your listing really three ways. One, you have to have a one-photo listing. How am I gonna get somebody to click on my property with one photo? is your photo look the same as everybody else's? Is it just a regular architectural style photo of the front of the house or a living room and everybody else's state is the same? Because if that's the case, you're just going to blend in. So when you're saying, hey, why is my occupancy dropping? Or why am I not ranking really high? Because you didn't do a good job of deciding what your main photo is going to be and why. You better understand why. Now, two, you have a five photo listing because when somebody clicks on it, they see this postcard of five or four or five, six photos, depending on the platform you're on. But think about your first five photos. What typically people will do They'll have the front of the house and then they'll have three pictures of the living room. Then they might have a picture of the one bedroom and then they go through the house, right? They're going to they're gonna kind of take photos of the the property. They might have two or three photos of the outside. They might have two or three photos of the kitchen, the living room. Well, they just do it in order because when they're loading those photos in and they don't think about those first five photos that you loaded in or what most people see before they click see more. So your first five photos should be a good representation of the whole house maybe some outside photos what are the major things that are great about your house what are some major things that are great about the area do you have those in your listing and you your first five photos should tell a story about if that's all your guests saw you need them to be interested with just those first five photos you can't say well my best photos are you know photo number 20 and they'll get to them when they go through that whole list a lot of people don't see that. And so setting up your listing correctly right out of the gate with the photos and then ultimately you have to have the right description, you have to have the right headline so that you know when somebody decides, hey, I want to see more photos or hey, I want to I want to go through this in this listing and make sure that I want to book it. Now somebody's going to read the description and it still needs to be very congruent with the entire story. Tell a story with your description. Tell a story with your with your headline. We've talked about some of this stuff in the past, but how is your listing set up? Because what if you go through all this work, buying the, this amazing property, you go through all this work, telling a story and setting it up. If you can't articulate it to your guests, you're never going to get bookings and you're never going to operate high as uh, at the potential that you possibly could just by understanding how to write a, a good listing and how to present yourself well online. Because most people don't think about that all the way through and they should be. I promise you guys, these are like little businesses and Companies think about this stuff all the time. And that's why David's so great about helping and talking about this stuff because he's a brand expert and he speaks to corporations all the time. We treat these like little companies. And so we have to be able to articulate to our guests. We know we have such a limited amount of time in these crowded marketplaces. And we we have to understand the reasons why people are booking. And then how are we going to rank higher? A good listing is going to rank higher on those big OTAs. Because you don't want to be on page 7 or 8 or 9 or 10. You want to be on page 1 or 2. On and, and how is that? The number one thing that the OTAs want to see is they want to see listings that book. That's how they make money. They make money as a percentage of the properties that book. So they reward the properties that are put together well. They attract the, the guest to actually book them. And so... A good listing that attracts a guest to actually click on booking is going to get rewarded by the OTAs and you're going to rank way higher in those algorithms. And you, you, we talk a lot about um, changing up the photos on a regular basis for seasons, all these different things, events, seasons, and the OTAs like to see you working on your listing. They don't want to see something, just set it and forget it. They want to see price adjustments. They want to see photo adjustments. They want to see that you're a host that actually cares about uh, about um, keeping your listing current and you understand how to play this game. So three things you want to go audit and think about if you have a property and if you don't have a property, reach out to us. Let's try to figure out or if you do have a property and you're not doing this, reach out to us. If you don't have a property and you're getting into the game, these three things you need to f- make sure you've, you have dialed in during that setup phase, figuring out your story, what are you going to tell? How are you going to make it a unique experience? How are you going to set that property up, furnish it? To deliver a unique experience to your guest, and three, how are you going to set up your listing to articulate that to your to your target audience so that they do want to book your property? Because then you can start to add fuel to the fire with paid advertising and all those fancy um, fancy things that we do to to um, get additional bookings and start to building um, your business off of those OTAs and off of those other platforms and build your own customer base. But until you get those three things dialed in. You're just wasting money you're pouring gas on a bunch of wood that's not lit you have to have a lit fire that's burning bright and the 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 market is saying hey we love this and we've got this dialed in now going back to why people don't do it what i just told you sounds simple it's not that simple it it is one of the hardest parts of the process our members all the time talk to us and they're like man i thought the acquisition phase was difficult. And what we do on the underwriting to make sure we're buying the right properties, making sure that we really understand the numbers. That's super important, right? But equally as important for the long term is getting this property set up correctly and being able to understand how to articulate it to potential guests so you can stand out in these crowded markets and ultimately make money with your properties. So guys, that's what we that was the big topic that we talked about at our Odyssey live event because we had air DNA there. We had we were looking into the markets. We had data analytics guys there. We were we had um, economists there. We were talking to looking at the markets, and the the consensus is everything we're seeing demand is still very very high. The opportunity is crazy right now, um, and even whatever uh, somebody else wants you to believe. Now maybe you're not in a position to take advantage of this. If you're going into one of these seasons that you're struggling a little bit you probably shouldn't be diving into this game right now because. But if you're in a position to do something we're you know, decide if this is a game you're going play. And like I've always said, before you play any game, start to understand it. But I can tell you right now, I've never been more excited about the opportunity. And I actually am more excited now than I was the last couple of years because we are seeing some retraction. retraction. We're seeing some people get out of it. We're seeing some people that are saying, I don't know if this is the game I want to play. And because of that, those of us that are playing the game at a high level, it it makes it you know that much more opportunity for us at the the top end because the demand is there. People are spending money on this stuff. They continue to spend money on it, and we don't see that going away anytime soon. But you have to understand the game. You have to understand how to capitalize on that. Otherwise, you could just buy a property and you could be one of those people that is just it's you know it's not performing and you don't know why. You're sitting there saying. It's not performing because the market's not doing well. Well, look in the mirror because I promise you, there's people making money in every market, and right now the market is still making a lot of money for people in the short-term rental g- game and in real estate in general. Um, you hear a lot of the big guys talking, "Hey, in during inflationary times and all this all this craziness going on right now, real estate's where they want their money." Um, a, a lot of the major uh, the major players in the in the investment space that's exactly where they're running is to real estate. and so um, decide if you're going to play this game and, and if you are going to play it and you already are playing it, if you already bought a property and you're playing it and you're asking yourself how do I do this or why am I not getting the bookings or how am I gonna how am I going to stand out of these markets? man, you better dial this stuff in and uh, and if you're looking for somebody to talk to, go to Vodyssey.com and click on some of our free trainings on there. Obviously, you're listening to the podcast, obviously, maybe watching this on YouTube, go to Vodesty.com and you you can watch some additional free trainings. And if you're so inclined, reach out to us, book a call with our team and we can talk to you a little bit more detailed about this, because obviously these podcasts um, um, are difficult to go into to major detail because a lot of this stuff we have to we it it takes some time to dive into so anyways guys that's what i wanted to talk to you guys about excited to be back with you got some amazing guests coming in to um to interview with us next week we've got um, one of the major players in the multi-level or uh, multi-level marketing (laughs) multi-family space um and so talking a little bit about a different asset class of what he's seeing going into some of these shifting markets. And uh, and then we've got, um, like I said, an economist coming on here very shortly, some more members that are, that are having some success. And so lots of fun interviews coming up, but uh, thanks for flying solo with me today. As always, I know your time is valuable, and I always appreciate you sharing it with me. If you got any value out of this, I would love you to share it with somebody that you think might find some value in it. Give us a like or review. Um, Those things do help us on these platforms. And uh, until next week, we'll start start, starting to come. No more solo episodes for a little while. I've got some stacked up uh, interviews. So guys, thanks as always for joining me. We'll see you same time, same place next week. And do me a favor and go do one thing that you can do today. Pick one thing that you can take action on and do to start building that life that you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution Podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit modesty.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.